Welcome to Inside the Ballet, a podcast series presented by Nashville Ballet's Community Engagement Initiative. At Nashville Ballet, we believe in the transformative power of art. Art is and has always been a facilitator for change, bringing about awareness, dialogue, empathy, and much more. Art brings beauty into our lives and makes the world a more hopeful, positive place. In our Inside the Ballet series, Nashville Ballet artists and creative experts will discuss the inspiration behind our upcoming performances, give insight into the creative process, and help listeners gain understanding of poetic, social, and cultural themes surrounding a work. Whether you are looking to increase your ballet IQ or learn more about how a ballet is brought to the stage, join us for Inside the Ballet and be transformed. Hi, everybody. Paul Vasterling here. I just had a great talk with Matthew Neenan, choreographer, about his new work that will premiere at Belmont University's Fisher Center for the Performing Arts on June 4th and 5th, coming right up. You're going to love hearing Matthew's background and also about his creative process with our dancers at Nashville Ballet. All right, so the last time you were here was the last full program that we did at TPAC before the pandemic hit. Correct. It seems Doesn't it seem like a long time it ago? It really does seem like a long time ago. <laughs> so much has happened, even though it's been two years. It feels more like five in a way, because, uh, yeah, it's just been a crazy time. So tell us a little bit about what you, what you did, how you pivoted, what happened in terms of your work, even personally, what, what, what happened to you? I mean, in the beginning, I would say I was really enjoying some time off and I really took a cre a, a creative mental break. Uh, I wasn't one of those choreographers who was, you know, technically savvy and on it and was like making these dance videos from home right away. And, <laughs> calling all these dancers around the world to do a Zoom ballet. I just was like, I'm going to step out for a little bit. Uh, and with that, I would say my personal life really um, increased beautifully as far as my time with, um, well, now my husband, but uh, our relationship really grew. We're, we've been together for you know many, many, many years, but... He also is an actor and a performer, so he travels a lot as well. So to have that time together at home, that domestic bliss of right. making dinner every night. And we have a great little neighborhood in South Philadelphia uh, with a backyard. And, you know, we were able to hang out with our neighbors in the back. We did some gardening. We did some home improvements. And that part I, I really, really enjoyed. And I have to admit, I kind of miss it. <laughs> as, you, as you step back into the sort of quote unquote real world this, this year or the last year and a half or so, it feels... Yeah, I think all of us have sort of developed this taste for for maybe a little less. Yeah. You know, a little less work and a little for bit sure. more, you know, connection time. Exactly. So what was the did you have anything that kind of stuck with you inspirationally from the pandemic, from the the alone time that might bleed over to your work or and and I think I remember you maybe did a like a solo time away just by yourself doing some choreography? I did. I did. I did a residency in Maine at the Sub Circle Residency up in Biddeford, Maine. Uh, that was even in June of 2020. But yeah, just had a studio on top of a barn to myself, did some solo work. But mm -hmm. 
nothing really came out of that. That was just probably for me to get back into my body and kind right. of dance around again. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, then 2021, it was interesting. I actually was working more in that year than I am this year because it was still all catch up work, which is still happening. Uh, and then, you know, the frustration was that is sometimes you had to go back on zoom Right. Um, now that's not happening as much, um, or at all, but so it kind of, it, I was grateful to be back working again, but when those instances would happen, it just could be really <laughs> yeah, brought you back. disheartening. Yeah. And so you just kind of trekked on and I mean, everyone did great. You know, we all like have really grown up from this. Yeah. Uh, and then this year there's not that much work. I mean, this is one of my only commissions this year, so I'm really embracing it. Uh, I have moments of panic attacks, like I'm not working like I was, you know, where I was just going from project to project and Mm -hmm. maybe I would have two to three weeks off sometime during the year. Um, And, you know, making money. (laughs) And now that's not really happening and probably won't even until next year. There's been a, you know, I'm kind of hustling again to contact directors and just using the time for myself and trying to enjoy that time like you said like can we do a little less now do we always just have to be go 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 right and i'm wondering how that might bleed over into your process i I know i have the feeling of when i haven't choreographed for a while i feel i guess more fearful than i normally feel (laughs) i always feel fearful no matter what how many ballets i've done you know i've done a billion ballets and then still every time you walk in right it's oh yeah and you that mentioned- first day of school is never, oh. it never goes away. Right. Um, yeah. Right. It's exciting, but I always like just hope that I don't fail yeah, or, right. or, like stand or that it's just an enjoyable process. That yeah. to me is the most important. Yeah. And have you felt that you're kind of, you're, you got your chops back in terms of getting back into yeah, the room with everybody? For, sh- for sure. I mean, even two weeks ago, I would say the, le- this is the first new work I've done, uh, in 2022. So I, I spoke with the dancers two weeks ago and said like, listen, I'm getting my feet wet again. Like I, I'm, I'm a little out of practice, but once we got going, uh, yeah, it was great. And I'm also not putting that pressure on myself. Like I have to get at least two minutes done in these two to three hours. Like if I just get 50 seconds done and we can really work on a phrase, I've also, because I've been, hustling again, contacting directors. I've been sending certain videos out and looking at all my stuff from the past, you know, five to 10 years and been kind of harshly critical about it. And I was like, well, what do I want to do a little bit differently? What about the form and the vocabulary and the impetus do I want to change for myself? And, you know, if I'm criticizing my past work, what, what can I do differently to, um, make me feel better about what I'm doing and not just always again, going, go, go, go next project, next project, next project. I love that. You're, you're able to do that here. That's great. I mean, Uh, yeah, for us. And especially because I'll be back next year too. I feel really like confident and to let, let everybody know that the, the ballet that Matthew is creating is kind of, it's kind of in two parts. He's sort of here to do a, I guess we call it a soft premiere of, of, of the work at Belmont in, in a few weeks, and then he'll return for sort of a, a additional section of it that is going to be done to full orchestra. 
Yes, so, um, yeah, I, I just think the music is so exciting and I want you to tell us a little bit about, you know, the music and the choosing of the music and kind of the, it's called Elos, right? Is that Elos, what yes. By, Elos. by Gabriella Lena Frank. And as you told me, she recorded this here. Yeah. How many years ago? I, I was given a recording of this in 2010. Oh, wow. Someone okay. said, Hey, so you should a take while. a, take a listen to this, yeah. this music when they recorded it. It was, uh, um, alias chamber ensemble recorded it. Right. And, um, so 12 years ago already yeah. that this, this, the uh, helos part was done. And then the second part is, is, um, a bigger orchestral piece, which yes. you'll choreograph next year. What do you like about the music? I mean, when I first heard it, uh, well, our friend and colleague, Matt Trent from Shermer Music, uh, who was a former principal dancer at the Australian Ballet, and he, uh, for those of you who don't know him, he um, really sets up some great composers with great choreographers. That's kind of his job at, at Shermer. So he has set me up with people before, and he gave me her music um, probably seven to eight months ago. He even asked me, like, have you decided on something for Nashville Ballet yet? And I was like, no. And he said, well, listen to Gabby. He's like, it's, it's unique. It's very interesting. Uh, it's, um, yeah, it's very flavorful. Mm -hmm. And once I heard Elos and other things, um, I just decided to go for it. And then when I spoke with you about her, you were like, oh, I know her. He was like, she's recorded her music here in Nashville and we have mutual friends. And I was like, well, then you know what? That, that's a sign. Yeah. I was in, and I heard she's just a lovely woman. Beautiful, wonderful person. And I actually, I did meet her very briefly. She in February, she had a premiere at Carnegie Hall in New York, and I went. Oh, perfect. And I met her, um, yeah, uh, very briefly before her premiere. You know, we were all masked up, so she also was traveling, so she was being very careful about not, you know, spending much time in contact with people. So right. I'm hoping to spend more time with her and to, like, use her music again. What I love about her music is... I feel like it tells a story, even though I don't know what that story might be. Mm. But I feel like she's trying to like, I just feel like you can have very human um, moments within the music. Uh, so one day I would love for her to like do a full length, like a narrative for me. Cause yeah, just, oh, that's nice. There's so much volume in her music. It feels like it's just having a conversation with you. Uh and on you know the other side of it, it's it's a hard piece to like count the music. The melody changes drastically, uh, and I know it's a it's. I'm not a musician, but I think it's a very arduous score to play. Yeah, um, um, in a beautiful way. They, they like it because it's challenging. It's challenging and, and for sure, and all oh, those yeah. things. Yeah, yeah, like that will be a whole new challenge next year. Yeah. Um, but totally worth it. But also really dancey too. That's what very I'm, dancey. I, that's what I've thought as I listen to it. Yeah, yeah. I have not really struggled with um, kind of coming up with steps for it, nice. or even if there's a weird moment in the music, I'm like, well, maybe this is a moment of silence within the dance, like you don't have to have much going on. Let's just kind of hear this music. Yeah. So when you do a work like this, and I, I know you've probably have different approaches, but maybe this one particularly, are you a, a music guy first? Do you want the music first? Does that give you all of your inspiration? Is that where we are with this ballet? I think so. 
I think because it's so particular and there's so much, it's very idiosyncratic. It's like, so you really have to pay attention to the music. And there's little moments where you might just hear a little, yep, 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 yep. And when I hear that, and then when I've choreographed something, I was like, we need to, we need to, um, accentuate that little bloop, 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 bloop music. I was like, so I'll go back and kind of tweak the movement because I'm like, I want the audience to hear that. So I'm, I'm then, yeah, I've been very uh, cautious about bringing out those nuances. Right. So it is this real kind of collaborative, uh, she's, she's a person in the room yes. when you're making the, the dance. Totally. Her, her. Her yeah. work as a person in the and room. And she was influenced by her trip to Peru mm-hmm. when she was there. It's, she was like, and I, you know, I made a dance uh, about five years ago about my trip to India. And she was like, it kind of changed my life. And we did right. have this conversation. She, I was like, yeah, when I went to India for three weeks, it changed my life. And she said the same when I was in Peru. And since she said, so all the music is influenced by their culture, even just their objects, their toys, their flowers, um, so it's, I'm trying to honor that as well. Nice. Are you, um, and is the choreographic process with the music kind of revealing a, you mentioned a story earlier. Is it revealing a story to you? Do you think it will? Is that what's happening in, it the, in the room? It is to a certain degree. Um, <clears throat> I think when I come back next year, if I find there's some relationships within the piece and then when I do part two, it might take on a whole new meaning. Mm-hmm. Well, it probably will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I think right now my inspiration with the dancers is to just kind of form this community mm-hmm. Um, and Gabby was telling me that was another beautiful moment she had when she was in Peru is just the community and their cult, you know, and just how they gravitate towards each other and their traditions. And, and helos means the, the translation of helos means threads, threads, threads. Yes. So for her, it was all the, you know, all those materials of blankets and carpets and just, yeah, threads and how people thread together. And weave them together to make something really beautiful. Yes. So lovely. That's kind of what I'm doing right now, even with the dance, you know, they're, but they're partnering up with different people throughout the piece. Um, so you structure, structurally you're finding duets and trios and yes, those sorts of things. Lots of that, lots of ensemble work, but everyone mm-hmm. kind of communicates with one another at some point throughout the piece. Um, I haven't really established any specific relationships, um, just kind of letting, you know, letting them explore each other. So when you're working as a choreographer, I think this is interesting to people, you know, sort of what happens to you and, you know, do you have a lot of planning when you go into the room with movement and ideas of things or you just let it kind of happen or maybe a little of both? What's a, the A little bit of both. I think it depends on where you are in the process. Mm-hmm. In the beginning, I really, I mean, I always kind of warm myself up, dance around a little bit. I might have an idea. I might even just have like maybe an eight that I've, an eight count phrase that I've done on myself that I'm going to teach. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to see where it goes from there and see how they execute it. Um, see who kind of like eats it up a bit. And then the dancer kind of takes you on another journey. Right. Uh, and then, you know, later in the process, I'm sure I'm here this week and then I leave um, 
for a week and a half when you're doing Firebird. And then when I come back, I'll probably have much more structured notes. I'll have a, a checklist of like, I need to get this done. The piece won't be finished, but it will be almost complete by the time I leave on Friday. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and then I'll come back. So did, are you plan. sticking with your, your um, I think you talk, told me you were doing, doing about five sections, four sections? Yes, actually six. Oh, nice. Yes. Great. I think one of the, the dancers, I, I also want everybody here to know, listening, that the dancers of Nashville Valley love working with you. Oh, that's very sweet. And the, the biggest compliment I think they could give you is how really vulnerable you let yourself be when you walk into the room with them and really are just truly yourself and, and just give to them. They yeah. just really adore that that's about you. Really... And I think that comes out in your, your choreography too. Thank you. Um, that's lovely to hear. Yeah. Now I think as I've, as I'm getting older, I think, um, like I said before, the process for me is just so important. It's got to be fruitful. I want to go home and feel good. Right. Not that you can't have a challenging day or get, you know, of course you're going to get frustrated at times, but I, I want to go home and feel happy and feel like I had a nice camaraderie with the people I was working with. Yeah. And, and just like, why can't it just be about love? Right. Uh, and, you know, in my early days as a choreographer, especially when I was still dancing and I was choreographing on my colleagues and pretty much everyone was my age or even a little bit older. And of course I was more insecure. And that's when I would have those kind of choreographer, like, you know, yeah, like just like I would have like a moment of like craziness in the studio and kind of raise my voice and then, you know, walk out of the room really upset. And it's just not worth it to do that anymore. Right. No one, it's not, it's just not comfortable. It's not going to help the work. Um, you know, if I were ever to do that, I, something really awful would have had to have happened. Right. And it can't just be about like, you don't feel like this dancer is respecting you or, you know, I've, I'm, that's what I love, you know, as you get older, wiser, you just kind of know how to navigate those situations. Right. If you're like, this isn't really working, but how am I gonna, you know? Yeah. I mean, there's, there's this, my experience to like, you know, maybe a, a little bit of a mind meld that happens between the choreographer and the dancers when it's working really well. Right. There's this sort of dropping of boundaries and fearfulness, right? That happens and you you can can feel it completely in the room, right? And you can really just show your true personality to them. They really appreciate that. It's always good to have a little bit of humor in there. And like, I like, I always make fun of myself. (laughs) It's like, I know I'm a big dork. So it's like, I'm not going to try to come in as like, I am Matthew Neenan, the choreographer. It's like, I'm just Maddie. It's just you. It's just me. And I, I just, yeah, it's again, to have like a fruitful studio experience and leave feeling like you're really living your true self is that's all I need. Nice. It's, um, it's lovely to have you here. I, I, we didn't talk a lot about, you know, where your, your background is uh, people that are listening to the podcast might not know that much about you. How many ballets have you choreographed? And, you know, sort of when did you, let's go back to oh when God. did you start choreographing? You were, nice. you were talking about being a dancer. I started young. Um, I was very blessed. I joined the Pennsylvania ballet when I was 19. Uh, Roy Kaiser was the director at the time. He's now the director of Nevada ballet theater. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, 
every, they just did their 30th anniversary of this event called Shut Up and Dance, um, a benefit for almost like a Meals on Wheels, um, uh-huh. sending meals to people who, yes, are under, you know, not privileged and don't have a lot of loved ones. So a great organization, MANA is called in Philadelphia. So what attracted me to the company, um, my sister was already there and she had been doing this shut up and dance. And she was like, it's just a great event. And I already was interested in choreography. And she was like, if you join the company, she was like, you can choreograph for this shut up and dance event for MANA. And so I was like, all right, that's enticing. And I did. Um, so, not my first year in the company, but so, my second. So did you always want to be a choreographer? It sounds I like mean, you kind of had it in the back, to try back of your mind. For sure. I had ideas and I liked coming up with steps. And even when I was a student at the School of American Ballet in my New York apartment, I was always just dancing around. Mm-hmm. And even doing, my sisters were dancers, so there would even be point shoes, and I would put point shoes on and like work wow. some things out. And I'm like, this would be cool in the point shoe. Wow. <laughs> I don't do that. I was a teenager, <laughs> so I could get away. My feet could actually handle that. And then um, after I did that first piece, it was in my second season with the company, Roy uh, offered me a commission to do a full work, and I was 22. Wow. That's, um, that's some pressure for this yeah, Pennsylvania ballet. I mean, that yes. was, um, and it was a big ballet. It had 20 dancers. I was using, you know, principal dancers who were like, you know, well over 10 years older than me. And, um, wow. Some that's were crazy. really great with me. Some not so great. <laughs> Again, I was very insecure and I was inexperienced. Right. Uh, you and did I was it. shy. It was a success. It was a success. And, and they did another. And, and then I did another like a couple of years later. So I would say even like almost the first decade of my career as a choreographer from like, you know, 98 to even 2008, it was most, and I was still dancing and I was in my twenties. So I was dancing a lot. And Roy always said to me, he was like, you're first a dancer. He was like, you don't have to like choreograph all the time. It's great that you're doing it and getting your feet wet and, getting a nice start with some great dancers. But like, if you want to dance, you need to focus more on that. Do it now. Yes. You can, so yeah. I did. So I didn't choreograph all the time. I would do a piece for the company like every two years, which was still great and other little projects here and there. And, and but, so then the other little projects, did they evolve into ballet X? They did. <clears throat> yes. Tell us a little bit about ballet X and so, founded it. And in 2006, uh, fellow dancer at Pennsylvania ballet, now Philadelphia ballet, uh, Christine Cox mm-hmm. and I, <clears throat> we just, you know, we would have these three month summer layoffs and, you know, at the time in the early mid two thousands, Philly really started to just boom. Um, they have the, annual fringe festival we performed in that and in order to perform in that we needed to have a company <laughs> yep. so we were just like all right let's just go for it we'll just start a company and see what happens um and we did and now it's i mean this company <laughs> ballet x is company yeah is well known for creating well known, new work touring and, throughout the world uh, um must be the something dancers have like super a proud of two week contract yeah. it's still a small company it's yeah. only 12 dancers uh i'm no longer directing the company but i'm still very much affiliated with it you still do new work i on still them do new work um, i'll be back there next week they'll be doing an existing work of mine that i'll be putting back together um so yeah they have a big beautiful studio in south philadelphia and um 
it's it's done great. So it was worth it. It was a lot of work. Um, I'm glad I did it when I was a little younger because mm-hmm. <laughs> I was still dancing when we formed the company. Oh I was gosh. dancing, choreographing, and directing. I mean. Wow. And still dancing with the Pennsylvania Ballet as wow. well. And so, you were the resident choreographer and there I was too. the resident choreographer for 13 years there. Wow. Yes. So I had a, you know, a great early career yeah. with dancing, choreographing, directing, doing, you know, I was wearing all the hats. Right. But, you know, that's what you do in your early 30s. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so right. I did it and that's great. I'm not yeah. doing that now, but... um. You know, at that age, I, you know, it was very stressful, but I was living, I was living the dream. Right. And are you, um, just a little bit of change of tack, you're this, um, commission that we're doing with you to, to, to Gabriella's music is going to be performed live next year. It's the yes. orchestra and, and it's new music. It's, you know, relatively recent music. Uh, I love that you're open to that and open to doing something that hasn't been done before here. It's really important to Nashville ballet. And is this, is this different for you, this process, or is it kind of similar to the way you usually work in terms of music? I think in terms of music, yes, it's a, it's a bit similar. Yeah. Um, although next year, like adding that whole new movement to the helos is mm-hmm. going to be, that's I, I've never actually had this process where I was with a company and then you go back. Usually if you go back the following season or two to three seasons after you do something completely new, right. but this is going to still be coinciding with the work I do this year. So that's if, that it, for me, that's not a process I've ever had. Yeah. That should be interesting because so cool. so, I guess you, one is changing all the time. Like you were saying earlier, you know, the, the, the post pandemic Matthew and, mm-hmm not wanting to, I guess, uh, words in your mouth, but repeat yourself, try to find ways of new ways of being you as a choreographer. And that is happening constantly. So who knows what's going to happen next year? Totally. Yeah. I might, you know, I hope I don't come back and be like, I'm going to scratch everything I did last year, but I don't think so. But I'll, I'll, something different will, even with the helos, I'm sure I'll change it up somehow. And that's always such a a gift if you can do that. Um, A lot of times you do a new work and you never even see it again. Or if it does come back, it's a few years later, you don't feel like that's really you anymore. And you try to kind of fix or change it. And with this, because it's going to be so soon, I mean, I'll be back next March. it, It will still be very fresh in my head. So I feel like I'll really be able to tackle like, that second part. Yeah. Well, I am looking forward to all of it. I'm so glad you're here. Thank Same you here. for being here. And, um, I love being for, here. Look forward to seeing your work. Thank you, Paul. Take care. Thank you for joining us for this latest installment of Nashville Ballet's podcast series, Inside the Ballet. To learn more about our performances, virtual season releases, community engagement initiative, and more, visit NashvilleBallet.com. <laughs>